0: Whatever dominates the skyline of a society tells you what they trust. Ever since the Tower of Babel, as they climbed their way to heaven, they were proclaiming what it was they were trusting in. They were trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, you might think of religious buildings that have traditionally towered above cities. Think of St. Paul's Cathedral uh, there in London for so many centuries, proclaiming to people uh, what it was that the culture was trusting in. I guess even today, our skylines tell you what we trust in. All the financial services industries, there they are, towering above us, telling us all who we really serve. Well, if there was one building in the Bible that people trusted in, it was this towering edifice called the temple. Of course, uh, there was good reason for people trusting in the temple in, in some senses. Uh, back in the Old Testament, Moses was told that the tabernacle would be a blueprint of heaven and earth. And so he built it according to the pattern that was shown him on the mountain. He made this scale model of heaven and earth and how you get from earth to heaven. That tabernacle, that portable tent was then rebuilt by Solomon as, uh, as the temple. And the presence of God, the glory of the Lord, filled that, uh, that, that temple. In uh, the 6th century BC, that temple was sacked by the Babylonians, and the people were carried off into exile. Seventy years later, they came back and, and rebuilt the temple, uh, that then was sacked by the Greeks, and then uh, Herod's temple is, is this sort of third temple that is there as Jesus is, uh, is standing in Mark chapter 13. And this is the temple that everybody is overawed by. Uh, Mark chapter 13 verse 1, As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. This would have been the greatest building that most Jews would ever see. And you can understand them being overawed. Have you ever been overawed by a building? Well, the Jews were overawed by the temple. Jesus wasn't. Verse 2 Do you see all these great buildings? Jesus replied Not one stone here will be left on another, everyone will be thrown down. It's difficult to underestimate the shock that the disciples would have felt at Jesus' words here. He was just saying that God's house is scheduled for demolition. What a shocking thing to say. I mean, can you imagine back in, back in 2001, do you remember the, 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 the video of people looking at the Twin Towers collapsing and just the shock and the disbelief? Of course, Al-Qaeda, in order to strike at the heart of American society, struck at the heart of their Twin Towers, their Pentagon building. It's, it's buildings that so often represent to us our trust, our safe house, our refuge, our security. And when they crumble, we feel completely unsafe. Well, the disciples certainly felt unsafe. It's probable that from this moment, there's about an hour of silence. Uh, until verse 3 happens. Basically, they, they leave the temple courts, they cross the Kidron Valley, they climb the Mount of Olives, and, and then they sit looking back on the temple. And nobody's spoken for an hour until Jesus speaks again. And, and essentially, Jesus tells them in Mark chapter 13, the temple coming down is just a portent of the whole world coming down. The rocks that will be thrown apart are just a sign of the fact that relations will, will, will tear apart. Realms will tear, tear apart. This whole world will tear apart. So verses 7 and 8, for instance, Jesus says, When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So here are realms that are being torn apart. You've also got families being torn apart. Verse 12 Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. So here are here are families being torn apart. It's, it's not just geopolitical breakdown, it's family breakdown, but it's also cosmic breakdown is coming, says Jesus. Verses 24 and 25. In those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Jesus is speaking about our top-down shakedown of the world. According to 1 Peter chapter 4, judgment begins with the house of God. Well, the house of God was torn down in AD 70 by the Romans. And Jesus predicts this. He says that at the end of this generation, the temple will come down. And he got that prediction 100% correct. He got it right on the nose, 70 AD, a generation later, 40 years later, after his death. The Jerusalem temple comes down. But just as Christ, the house of God, comes down on the cross, just as the temple comes down in AD 70, Jesus says the whole world is coming down because judgment begins with the house of God. In the meantime, in between the temple having uh, having come down and the whole world being demolished, we live in this in-between time. And what is this in-between time like? It is a time of wars and rumors of wars. That's, that's the age that we live in. But wars and rumors of wars does not mean it's the end. So often people say to me, you know, oh, there's wars and rumors of wars. This means it's the end. Ah, actually, it means we're in the in-between time and we are awaiting the end. But how should it make us live? The fact that Jesus has predicted the demolition of the temple, and he got that right. He's also predicted the, the, the demolition of the world. He's also got that right. So how should we live in this in-between time? Well, think about those disciples. There they are. They they know that in 40 years this grand building is coming down. How are they now going to think about the temple? Well, you know what? They they can never again be overawed by that temple. They can never again see it as eternally secure. They can never again see it as a safe house that they can take refuge in. The disciples can admire the building. They can use the building, and they do use the building. We see in Acts how they meet in the temple courts. They can use the building profitably, but they can never again see it as a refuge. They can never again see it as their home. It's the same with us and the world. We know the world is scheduled for demolition. Just as Jesus was torn down on the cross and rose up again, so this world will go through a death and resurrection. Knowing this, we can never again be overawed by this world. We can never again think of this world in this passing age as our eternal refuge, as our safe house. When we hear of wars and rumors of wars, we know what age we are in. We are in the in-between times. We've seen the temple topple and we know that this world is next. So then we admire the world, we use it profitably and responsibly, but we never rely on it. We never make it our ultimate home. Only the New Jerusalem can provide the security that we crave.